Uh, I am here once again with Friend Circle and the whole band this time, not just Zach and Aaron. So Nick is here with us as well. So if you guys want to introduce yourselves for those listening. My name's Aaron and I, <laughs> I play drums and sing a little bit in Friend Circle. Yeah, and I'm Nick. I play bass guitar. So Nick, how did you join Friend Circle? I'm Zach's older brother. And yeah, Zach came to me about 12 months ago and was like, you know, I have this album of material pretty much ready to go, and I, I need, like, a live bassist. So he basically asked me to, like, you know, work with them, join up. And, uh, yeah, for me, it's just been, like, a... I mean, we have a lot of experience playing, you know, music together. This is the first time we ever have ever worked together on something professionally. So, I mean, it's been a ton of fun. I loved like the process of learning Suburban Dictionary and playing it live. I'm having like the best time of my life. So that's kind of the story so far. Were you always a bassist? Um, I started playing bass kind of seriously around like 2010, but I was a guitarist first kind of in my, uh, I guess, 20 years of amateurish musical experience. And uh, I don't... Oh. So much. he's yeah. been playing. No, I can remember. Pretty, pretty, but um, I've never played good. like gigs with a rock band until now. That's the crazy part, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So he got me I love into it. music too. So like, really? I remember he started taking. Yeah, he started taking guitar lessons when I was like a kid, and my mom was like, "Oh, what do you want to do?" And I was like, "I'll, I'll do drums." Fuck it. So I took drum lessons for like a little bit. Um eventually switched to piano and then taught myself guitar thankfully because drumming is hard i can like <laughs> i can i give aaron credit because it's uh it's one of those things where i'm always like yeah i can play drums and i get behind the drum set and i'm like yeah i can do that i can be travis barker exactly i mean i will say when zach makes these demos he makes great beats and all but it's just actually doing it on an actual drum kit that he struggles with he should oh, make yeah. He can make all the great beats in his head and on the computer, though. That's why he needs you to execute it. Exactly. Exactly. And then we have Zach. It was popping, but we have Zach, our lead singer. <laughs> so you guys, since we last chatted, you officially released the album Suburban Dictionary, which is fucking incredible. And I was listening to it again this morning for I don't know how many times now. Like, I can't remember the last time that someone within the pop punk realm came out with an album where I actually just want to listen to the whole thing start to finish. I mean, that's rare for albums in general, you know, no matter what the genre is, usually you've got a couple songs that you love and some, some are just skips, but you guys legitimately no skips. Like how long did it take you to put this whole album together? When did it start? I, I think a lot of it starting started pandemic. Um, and even like before that, like during the last album, cause I'm always like, writing and making music and i knew what i wanted this album to be and it kind of evolved during the pandemic especially so i would say it's been a couple years in the making like at least like two and a half to three um even with some ideas you know coming in before that like with 47 i think that was like you know 2018 going back wow. so it's like it yeah it, it just that song needed other songs like it, I think, in order to like complete the project. 
Would you say that was the first one you kind of built around then since that was so far back? Yeah, I, in a way. And then like when Hot Sun and MPK started like popping off in the pop punk scene, I, I wanted to kind of emulate that style a little bit more into Friend Circle because I felt like the perfect combination of like the time and like the sound just kind of coming together. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with what Zach was saying. I mean, it's been a long process. You know, as Zach mentioned before, he is he's always sending me songs uh, left and right and just always sending demos and new ideas. I remember him, you know, when he first came to me, you know, he had 47 already, you know, like half demoed out. Um, and I think from there, we just wanted to figure everything to the next level. Um, you know, we worked on some songs. Some songs weren't even ha halfway finished, you know, uh, g going into the studio last year. And, you know, it's it's amazing to see, you know, everything come full circle, you know. No no, no pun intended, <laughs> but... Uh, no, that was a good intentional pun. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just the way it even goes sonically, it moves so well together. I was thinking about that as I was re-listening this morning. Like, just starting off with 7 a.m. and how you kind of have the same obviously like feel throughout the whole album but just from there and when it blends back into fuck california and you've got the same kind of little interlude and intro there like how did you guys think to tie all that together because i feel like these days when you come to an album you just kind of have each track and the order seems intentional but sometimes the transition is a little cut and dry but with yours it seems like it's really just telling a story and moving from one to the next like so smoothly it's kind of interesting you made that connection because those songs are in the same key um, 7 a.m. No Bad Days and Fuck California. And that part actually wasn't intentional, but it kind of does tie together when you say it. So like, I'm glad that it kind of comes across in that way. And like, um, yeah, it just, it felt like those songs needed a bit of like an emotive introduction to kind of, I like, I don't know. I like to think of it as like, it's painting a picture for like what you're about to hear. And like, I can't listen to one song without the other. So I, um, yeah. Painting a picture for what you're about to hear. I love that. That really Thanks. is how it goes. Cause I feel like you do kind of like, it's one of those sonically when you listen to it, you not only kind of feel something, but you do see something. Cause you're just telling such a different story. And even just the title tracks, like how you have 7am, Fuck California. Orange Tang. I love that, by the way. It was like such a throwback. Where did the inspiration for that title come from? I haven't had that drink in like so long. And then we actually drank it when we put the album out. Like it was probably the first <laughs> time in like 15 years I've had that drink. And I was like, this is really good, actually. It's great for a sugar high. And then just crashed right out there. I didn't think it still existed. <laughs> you know, I, I looked for it specifically for the live because i wasn't sure if it did either and i looked it up and i was like wow they still make it but it doesn't have the monkey on it like it used to i remember that monkey wasn't he in like a spacesuit or something at one point i can't or am I remember that he was in the commercials so yeah if you catch our set list live and you see uh when we incorporate like some of the newer songs i mean i won't give it away if we're not supposed to but uh there's a good like repeating thing of kind of like the same like thematic elements especially in like my live bass parts that i wrote which is like really, I guess like uh, that's a cool thing that I like about it right now for sure. I've been working on this album with Zach and Aaron. I mean, yeah, it's been like one year um, right now, but 
I mean, I've just been having a great time, uh, you know, kind of playing the songs live, developing some of my own parts and whatnot. Yeah. Aaron, uh, can you speak to what one of your favorite songs from the album is? Ooh, well, I, I guess it's funny you mention that because I would say Orange Tang is my favorite. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, yeah, I, 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 I kind of vouched for it to be a single at the time, but I'm honestly like happy that it was held off towards, you know, with the release of the album. Um, I think that was a song that Zach, he came to me, you know, a bit later in the process, like, you know, close to the time when we were going to the studio. And um, I know there, there are so many different elements going on in that song. You, you know, you have your pop elements in the pre-chorus and you have that, you know, the, you know, the punk vibes in the chorus itself. The ending of Orange Tang is particularly my favorite. And um, yeah, I, I, w- I would say Orange Tang, great song and a great drink. So it goes, you know, hand in hand. Great song and great drink. Advocates for Orange Tang over here. When he mentioned how the outro or the ending is his favorite, and um, that was all his idea, actually, because I had a totally different idea, um, a totally different plan, I guess, for uh, the way it ended. And we were messing around with it, and then like he just started going off on like the drums, and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." And I, I didn't understand it at first, but I'm glad um, he kind of pushed for that because I think it, it is like different as far as how like songs end on the album. Usually, we have a pretty like not predictable, but like you kind of know it's gonna have that big like anthemic ending, and this one's more like it bounces around. So I just wanted to touch on that. Good call, Aaron. You did something right. <laughs> there are very few things that I could do right. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Were you guys still hyping to Ed Sheeran before the shows on your tour since uh, we last spoke? No, I had to. I had to put the. Is that a thing com- from the past now? Ed Sheeran is no more. As I mean, your it's, pipes. It's still. It's still in the rotation. I would say, oh. like you know, it's in our. <laughs> I um. I got so tired it, of it. It holds a that... special place. <laughs> it holds. I brought a Sheeran uh, CD. Well, after like the <laughs> first nine or ten times, I was like. Hey guys, I have like a 64 disc CD changer. It's so, or whatever those things are. CD holder, sorry. So that is coming to the tour van, but I'm already tired of those too because most of them aren't good. Uh, we went through like an Atlantis Morissette record. We went through like some classic rock. I think the last time it was Boston. Um, I love it. Yeah, we've been all over the board. Yeah. How's it been performing the shows now that your new album is out? Amazing. Very satisfying. Just because we went through a lineup change, like it, it, just, it feels like more of our style right now. And like just moving forward, everything is, I will, I will say, like, I feel like our sound is growing even from this album. Just like, you know, talking about music down the road. So it, it feels like we're at a good place. It's, it's, you know, we've had these songs stored in the vault forever now. You know, we've been able to play singles, you know, the last few months, but now that it's it's everywhere, the entire album, you know, we've been we've been having a hard time trying to pick and choose what songs we want in the set list. We've been debating if we want to throw an Orange Tang one night, if we want to try, uh, you know, No Bad Days, keep that in the set list, whatever the case may be. But we have a plural. Please of play songs. both in L.A. Can do that. <laughs> Wait, so let's talk about that. So you guys are coming to the West Coast. Is it your first time ever or just your first time since the pandemic? Uh, first time ever. Yeah, first first time. time ever? That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Trying to see what all the hype is about going out there. Um, 
I mean, I've never been out there personally, and to say that we're doing it as a band, you know, it's a cool, you know, exciting feeling that, you know, we have people out there that want to see us, want to see us perform. It's been a, a long time coming for us. It'll be a first. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, all my gear ready to fly out there already, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's like the main challenge is just figuring out the schematics of going out there. But I'm I'm excited to see the culture and I want to see if it changes how I feel. Because, you know, fuck California, you know. I was going to say, so uh, you've I'm been here. Sure you, you can't say fuck California if you've never been here. So you've been here, oh. right? I, no, I absolutely, I absolutely can and did. I've never been to California. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> no, I Change love my that mind. Song. I love my it. Mind. It's an amazing song. Well, I always say, I'm like, you know, everyone has polarizing opinions on bigger cities. Like the same thing with New York. You've got people who love it and they will like fight you on it being the best city in the world. And you've got people who say it's like absolute garbage. You couldn't pay me to live there. And yeah. You get the same with LA and and I get it. Like I, I love it, but there's still things that are insane about it and I can laugh at it. And when I heard your song, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like I love California and I love fuck California. So Works. you've got an audience. You did yeah. a good job. Thank you. I, I love the people that live there that are like, yeah, fuck California. I'm like, I'm glad you don't want to rob me at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah, i was worried about playing it out there i'm like you know what if we get like booed off the stage and shit no nah. no i i think like the pop punk scene especially is in that kind of thing out here like it's more it's more so just acknowledging that we do live in such a crazy fucking place and like not taking yeah. it so seriously which i feel like most people in this particular genre especially like that's just how we are but be it a fan or a band i mean i even see Travis Barker posting things all the time. He's he posted something once of him playing drums in Hollywood, and the caption was literally "fuck Hollywood." And I was like, "That's so punk yeah. rock." Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. like nice. I get it. <laughs> so I felt like it was very on theme. I didn't feel like it was like, "Oh, I hate you guys." It's just like California's crazy, and we're gonna write a song about it. I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Did you guys come up with um the album art? Because I fucking love it. I think it's awesome. Well, I gotta give credit, and you know, Aaron um knows our designer tommy from school way back in the day so he's been really? doing our work yeah he's been doing all of our stuff since famous came out in like 2019 so aaron ultimately introduced him to us and we've stuck with him ever since because we love the work he does um with that being said he we told him we wanted to do another album and we sent him some rough ideas and like kind of like the theme like it was more of like an urban kind of punk rock style um and i wanted to kind of emulate what we did with the 47 video and make it kind of like um have like some kind of graffiti art into it and he came up he like came up with another idea at first actually that we ended up shooting down just because like it, it wasn't exactly what we wanted it was like kind of more of like a retro theme and I feel like a lot of bands kind of do that right now. We're like, no, like, let's do something that, you know, it, it's, uh, what's the word? It's like, I, I want to say like timeless without sounding like uh, pompous about it. Like just something that kind of like holds its own and like, you're not going to see it and be like, oh, that's so like 2019 or like, that's not like something that's kind of trendy. So. He ultimately sent us back the um, mailbox idea. I think he had like a bunch of post-it notes 
on a piece of paper and like he had like you know just like a rough sketch of the mailbox and then like of where it's going to go from here what this part's going to look like and i was like yes that's that's fucking it right there so i love the i love the graffiti on the mailbox too and how it's all kind of balloony and all the colors you guys have like i saw it and i was just like that's an excellent piece of art for an album yeah. he's great yeah i think yeah tommy executed it very well and even you know i always feel rude saying oh no we don't really like this idea can you do this instead i always feel rude like barking orders in that way but i mean i know you said you bought a vinyl stephanie but you'll notice yeah. <laughs> notice even on the back uh what is it on the back side or on the inside the track listing you know it's yeah it's about you'll see it the the mailbox is actually lit on fire and you know and it's at nighttime too but you can see the front you know where it's daytime and the back at nighttime and it's i don't know cool cool like just well i know zach has stated like the album's kind of like taking you through a day and then with that you know daytime on the front nighttime on the back so you'll see that when the yeah. vinyl comes out and that's like and the it's yellow too right thing. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that i'm excited it's yellow. gonna go on my empty wall back here <laughs> <laughs> hey, gonna hang my vinyl friendship so see everything comes full circle oh aaron um, okay i'll see you later <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. Seeing that you've been interviewed by like the noise and alt press, like that's fucking awesome. Congratulations! Like, how does it feel to be recognized by those type of publications in the scene? Holy shit! This happened. <laughs> yeah, I guess a dream, a dream Surreal? come true would be a good yeah. idea. Surreal. Surreal. That's a good one. I like. What that. do they call it? A momentous occasion or magnanimous or something like that? I think it's a momentous occasion. I don't know, <laughs> but. More so for uh, these guys, cool. they've been, you know, working at this very hard for a very long time. And, you know, I have like one year with the band, so that's not really for me to say. See, Nick has contributed plenty to this effort, you know, into this album cycle. But it's, you know, it's honestly, a, it's like a humbling feeling for me personally. You know, I've been reading all press for years now, seeing, you know, bands like Fall Out Boy, Paramore, um... You know, all the bands I grew up listening to, seeing what they're up to do, you know, what they're doing. Um, because you didn't see that on social media uh, like you do nowadays. You don't get the no. behind the scenes looks. So you see, you read it on the news. You read it on all press. Um, you saw so, it on MTV. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. you know, to have our own feature article, you know, when the article dropped, we were literally like on the front homepage of all press, which I was like, what the hell is going on here? I'm not used to seeing that type of stuff but it's you know yeah we're great we're grateful think, for the opportunities i think before this we had to like fight tooth and nail for any like attention to be brought to the music and like now that it's like just kind of coming our way because of the music it's like like okay this is amazing what do we do you know but, um, <laughs> enjoy but, it yeah enjoy it and like also i I'll, i put a lot of pressure on myself and us to like make a good impression in the sense of, you know, being authentic. So I, I think, like Aaron said, watching my favorite artists on these same publications, they always had interesting things to say. And um, I'm trying to like take that into practice, like even like responding to comments, like on social media, like it's so easy and effortless to just be like, yeah, I'm stoked this is amazing. You know, I'm just like, no, I want to say something different that people give a shit about. So I, 
I, I want to, you know, utilize our platform to just kind of show that like, hey, we're a band. We do cool things sometimes and we fucking make music. That's what we do. So. I feel like it just speaks to the old school. Like it's so much harder than it sounds like with just being yourself because it's when you do that, like, like you said, like you had to fight for the attention before and then now your work is speaking for itself and people are coming to you and you don't have to like try to be a certain way. It's like, it was just something you created and it's getting attention and it doesn't always happen. So that's why sometimes it is kind of hard, but I feel like you guys have enough experience and years behind you. That's not like this was just your first album and you got lucky, you know, like you found your sound over time, you put a ton of time and work into it and it shows. And I think that's why other people now are like able to see it. And I love that you came out with the full album. Cause I have so many of these like, indie artists that I'm talking to nowadays don't even have albums. And I find it interesting. I, I get if you're kind of just starting out, like you just got a few singles, maybe an EP here or there. But if you've been on the scene for two plus years, I'll even tell people, I'll be like, you need an album. Where's your album? Like no one's going to sign you. No one's going to book you for shows. If you only have four or six songs, even one album is not enough. Like, but you're also not like showing to people that you're putting the time into this. If you don't have work to back it. Right. It's like, it's like yeah. me saying, I'm a writer. I've been a writer for eight years. And someone's like, cool. Like what, what have you written? Can I read something? And I'm like, oh, I only have like one book or I don't have any. It's like, are <laughs> you actually writing then? Or do you just want to like be a writer? Quote unquote. I feel like music's so right. similar. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because it, I, I feel that way similarly. And like, I don't mean that in a way that throws shade. Because there are a lot of artists where it's like, okay, they've got like one or two songs and they're like, you know, we're not like an insanely popular band by any means, but like people are starting to know of us. And then like, I'm hoping they have the same effect. Like they'll see we have an album and they're like, oh, they have three albums and they've got a bunch of singles in between. And I think that speaks for what we're going to do in the long run. So, I mean, if any label wants to take that into account. I mean, we're, I don't plan on stopping. That's the thing. Like we're working on the next project already. All the attention you guys are getting, it was earned. Like you put in the work, you put in the time, you put in the years and you have the talent. So it just makes me happy to see as a fan as well. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Seth. Of course, I can totally see you guys blowing up one day. Like when I saw it all press, I was like, fuck yeah, like it's happening. Here it goes. Like here these guys go. Next thing so you know, so. you're going to be like performing a fest or some shit. And I'll be like, I knew it. I'll be like crying from the crowd. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we need, uh, we need a cool festival for sure. We're yeah. trying to uh, plan some stuff out for 2024 already. So, I mean, that would be like the event of a lifetime. For me. A fest. Yeah, definitely. Festival yeah. appearance in general. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have like any dream ones you would want to do? Or would you just be happy to take like whatever comes your way? Um, my dream one was always a Warped Tour. So I don't know what's going on with that. but that When we were still... young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is your next best? Is your next best currently happening thing? Yeah, that or like sad summer fest, I guess, right now. But... Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I I'd me, take anything. I, I, I've always enjoyed. Um, I like a lot of UK bands for some reason, and I always, you know, see the huge festivals that go on over there, Reading and Leeds, you know, Slam yeah. Punk. You know, there's so many over there that take that take uh, part during the summertime. So, 
I'll take any of one of them. I feel like Lala even does a lot of like indie artists just since the fest does go for four days, you know, it starts Thursday and it goes through Sunday. And when I went last year, there was, there was a lot more indie artists than I realized, but in a good way, because I feel like you are there for any type of genre since it's not siloed off to just rock um, or, you know, whatever else EDM or anything. So I feel like playing at something like that, or yeah, like Reading and Leeds or Slam Dunk where it's not genre specific is going to get you so much exposure. So I hope something like that happens for you guys. So I hope any type of fest happens for you guys. I see it happening. 2024, you're going to manifest it. <laughs> oh, cross. Very cool. Thank you. I'm staying. We mentioned the West Coast tour. So what, what cities and dates are you playing? Um, well, we're starting off in Los Angeles, then we're going to be in Lompoc, if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. Um, September Fresno. 7th, Los Angeles. Yep. Yeah, September 7th, and then the 8th in Lompoc, 9th in Fresno, the 10th we will be in Las Vegas, and the 11th, I think we're going to finish off in Phoenix, Arizona. Awesome. Where can people buy tickets? Just on your Instagram, the link there? Yeah, the link there, or friendcircle.com or bands in town thank you guys for being on again today i'm so glad to see all the success and attention you guys are getting and hopefully we we'll just keep doing these and every time i talk to you you're going to be like another step and another step and i'm just excited for you guys everyone listening go stream suburban dictionary it's an incredible album also available on vinyl if you want to get the dope artwork the yellow vinyl Merch is online. You can get your Fuck California merch, and the Fuck California yes. tour is starting September, so next month. So thank you guys. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Steph.